0: Hey, Moan, what's going on? I told you earlier, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. A a lot, DK. And I'm glad that it is, man. But back from the holidays, you're back from uh, Cincinnati and uh, you hear a little something in your throat, but we all good, right, DK?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're all good. Mike's good. (laughs) Mike says, Mike says, we're met Canada free at last. I don't know how much more (laughs) emphatically that point could have been made. Than it was yesterday, right? It was. DK, before we go any further, man, you want to go ahead and get
0: this thing started or what? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Here goes. I brought Mr. Happy Face.
1: We got lots of people coming in. We've got Rochelle already off to a great start for the week. I love how it shows Rochelle as a new member. <laughs> <laughs> like for everything else, for everything else that's happened, yeah, involving involving Rochelle. Uh, we're we're grateful to absolutely everybody, yeah, uh, who watches, who contributes, whatever it is that you have to do. With this show, just being a seven-month member like Hodges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the barber comes in every day, seven months. A uh, new member here in Jammy. And then let's never forget Jay Freeman. Jay Freeman. What's going on, baby, man? It's Victory Monday, DK. It, it is, bone. And what does a day like this feel after Cincinnati? Because I had a lot of old-school vibes in that locker room yesterday. Uh, there was... There was partying. There was Keanu Benton putting the dancing on the Instagram. There was Cam Hayward dancing on that video. No, Cam trying to fit in with the kids. Hello, you kids.
0: <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, me knowing Cam look like Cam is still a little hindered, man. But some Cam is better than no Cam is the way it seems, man. I'm going to just leave that right there because... If you're getting some of Cam, you're good, right? DK is, is that the senses on that one's like,
1: much rather have them than not have them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. is if, if you have Cam out there and you tell him, listen, Cam, we understand you're limited. Let's just take care of the basics. Yeah. Because that's what was missing when Cam was out. And that's what couldn't be replaced when Cam was out, other than by Montrevious Adams. And yeah. oh, by the way, Montrevious Adams is now out. So Cam is... I hope people understand here because he's not going to say it. He's taking one for the team. He is.
0: And you know where it was most obvious throughout the course of the game. But I'm going to tell you what that win does, too, in a second. I didn't mean to sidetrack it, but Cam was on my mind. I finished up the tape not too long ago. And um, on that Joe Mixon long run at the close the fourth quarter when they got the ball back, mm-hmm. uh, you saw Larry O. Attempt to grab him and chase him down, and he slid from underneath him. Cam is faster than that, and Cam couldn't get to him. And I was just like, my dog hurting. That's all I was thinking. Cam is—he's got a little bit of a gimp going
1: on right now
0: with that uh, with that dog on groin, man. DK, kind of obvious,
1: huh? Groins are weird. It is too, because you can play, you can do sports on them. You just there's a certain point that you can't reach.
0: Yeah, it is. And if you breach too far by trying to overcompensate, well, guess what happens? You strain it again. Um, but this is my observation of the games, man. Watching, you asked me, DK, what is it like when you win like that? In um, Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, man, it's exactly what we've been thinking about the entire time, man. When it comes to like you burying your foes, I had a, uh, I was in here before the show started, DK, and I said, man, you know what? We will not punch down. And I put psych because if that was Cincinnati having to beat us, Cincinnati will absolutely just rip us apart on social media, the players, the waving, everything screw that in the north you let everybody know when you beat them because it's hard to win in the north dk i saw after boz boswell is such a savage I- i've told you before i have to get boz on and just let him know It's this is a fun safe space boz you be yourself because I need people to understand what type of duty was at that kick, and I'm watching the TV copy. Boz is doing this, waving at the camp, waving at the fans. I'm thinking you got your kicker on your team, oh, waving yeah. to the crowd because he understands how big this win is, and he plays a role in it. And when you can beat down and punch down on your opponents, you do that. And I saw Joey B on the sideline, Joe Burrow on the sideline with that home alone look on his face. And that's all I can because they showed the Christmas, uh, they showed the Christmas stuff on that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I was all I can think is like Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. But DK,
1: you punched down. Yeah, it looks like that anyway.
0: No, that ain't no diss. It's just exactly what it looks like. Uh, but to, to have that happen, DK, I will never, and I'm telling you, ever, 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 ever apologize for beating an AFC North opponent. I ended up hitting somebody up, DK, and as, as, as PG as it can be, man. Um, but Charles Davis had a call on it. He's a Vol. Go Vols. Had a big win this weekend. And I hit him. I was like, listen to the replay of the game. Charles did know you was on. I was like, that environment is awesome. Speaking of AFC ball, he was like, as you know well, the AFC North men only allowed all fun games to do. And I was just thinking to myself, the en- entire crowd – Men, women, children, black, white, brown, purple, green. When you go to one of those stadiums in the AFC North DK, you understand the hate. You understand the need to get wins. And that's where I was watching that game. The 400 yards DK to me, that was a cherry on top, man. That was beautiful.
1: Well, I can can tell you that in the locker room, the 400 plus yards was It was a cherry on top for them too, but it was a necessary one. If that makes any sense, that sounds contradictory, but even the defensive guys were glowing about it. Even the defensive guys were, and they were finding you know good ways to word it. (laughs) TJ TJ just came right out and said we. It was you know he it was basically nice being on the sideline. Yeah, I think they had twenty one defensive snaps at halftime. The Steelers did.
0: Yeah, no. Huge so, DK.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a big thing. Uh Elandon Roberts told me he said it feels like it's all coming together. Well, we know what he's saying when he says it. He does okay? yep. because now everybody's in that mood. Everybody's going in that locker room feeling, hey, not just we contributed to this, not we're a team, and not just words, but I actually me, I actually went out there on the field. Calvin Austin made a play. Yeah. i went out there alan robinson made a big catch which he did uh i miles boykin was out there for a lot of sets offensive sets because they wanted to look uh and be heavy when yeah. they needed to run Yep. and yeah. miles got the job done and, and and all you could just go right down the 53 for the most part they got a lot of guys involved the main guys and you know we're outside that locker room in Cincinnati you know we can hear
0: you can hear a little bit
1: a little bit And when it gets really loud, and they gave out game balls, and I I don't know this for a fact. Which is rare. I I heard uh, one heck of a roar whenever the mentions of uh, Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan uh, came up because they put together a real plan. Uh, Again, you can talk about the Bengals having their second string, third string quarterback, whatever that guy was. Don't matter. Don't matter. matter. does not matter. They still had. To, they still had to put up points against an NFL defense, and they put up enough.
0: And, and so that's honestly that's what I was thinking about the entire day. Like, okay, I, I know it's a victory Monday. We all get blinded by Dubs because I mean, there's mistakes that was made in that game, and we'll talk about. It. I saw somebody mention missed way too many open passes. That's very true. There are some negatives, but as far as the overall game, and of course, I see you, Mark, uh, Deontay's situation his we'll, we're we'll gonna discuss we'll yeah, that yeah we're gonna get there too but but here's the thing if you take off one or two things like what do you have to be mad at that's what I kept asking myself like all right Canada's gone we can't blame him and everything that goes along with his play call and ability and also to DK NFL sports is a very petty thing right you know I like to get petty at times and call people out and have a good time with it right and anytime you have the ability to be in somebody else's shoes and you think you can do better or you feel like it's a little bit better if you get control, Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner, first or second play of the game down the middle of the scene, like that's all I was thinking. DK, is that not petty? Is it not it, petty? I
1: tried so hard to find out <laughs> if it was intentional. And all the information that I got, with the exception of uh, one one uh one veteran individual who shall remain unnamed who enjoyed it yeah. probably more than he would have normally enjoyed a play like that but the steelers had a, a mindset of when they took the field is that if cincinnati was going to be in two high safety shells they were going to they were going to force them to come out of them yeah, yeah. And they they did that and they did it on the very first play. So, yes, it had that feel, though, didn't it?
0: It was kind of petty. But here's the other thing, too. I think all of us were talking about whenever it comes down to this offense, not utilizing the entire field, being scared or being conservative when it comes down to <laughs> taking shots down the field like. Teams were disrespectfully playing you as if you wasn't gonna throw the ball down the field, and eventually you did it not once, but like numerous times, DK, for completions. Like that's safeties. If you look back at the tape, we why wide as heck. The linebacker didn't get deep enough to cover him. Heck, how many people when you have a premier tight end? And I feel like Pat has that in him. Pat Prime also has to stay oh, on yeah. the field. Oh yeah, it's a must. He stays on the field. It's the same thing. I guess you deal with with George Kittle, right? Like, but that's one thing you will never say about Gronk. Gronk with the bionic arm and knee brace, he was always there. If we can get Pat Fryer move to that area, you see where it makes the quarterback comfortable. I think Kenny knew Kenny Pickett knew at any point in time I can find my tight end. That's what it allowed to do. And when you match him up with a linebacker like uh Cincinnati has that can't run the middle of the field and the safeties are wide because they got to worry about the receivers outside the numbers. You are dummy to not realize that you can utilize this big pass catching tight end down the middle of the field or anybody else or realizing, okay, all right. Now I said, we was going to save some stuff. Screw it. Here we go. DK. You, go put, you, 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 you put George Pickens in the slot and you know, Mike Hilton. And I heard the, and I love the broadcast to Mike is my dude forever. And uh, Charles Davis had also said too that he was quick to let him know I'm three and one against the Steelers since I left. And I was just like, do what you want when you popping. You do,
1: right? Well, he also did one of those when he made a play. He gestured over to the sideline that he's and small. Man. Yeah. He did that. Man. He did this. Yeah.
0: So what happened, DK? They put Jordan Pickens in the slot. And in fact, he was small. Yes. <laughs> put George Pickens in the slot. This is a matchup thing, okay? Say what you want to about Coach Sullivan. This last game, he took care and advantage of matchups. One thing that we knew in Pittsburgh was this: Mike can be in moments because it's white player around the line of scrimmage. He can be a liability sometimes down the field. You've heard Coach Tomlin say this in training camp. You've heard it in practice too, DK. Not saying that Mike can't cover, but when you got a guy that you think is one of the best in the game, young guys as far as George Pickens, and you know you got him lined up, right, and you know you got him lined up in the slot where Mike Hilton plays in this man-to-man, go. Give me the play down the field. And George Pickens made that play, and the ball was even good also coming from, uh, from, from Kenny Pickett. Really good play. Scheming, DK, that's all we're asking. Scheming. Put the ball in your playmaker's hands. We saw those things right there, D.K. We also saw, of course, that fired coach pop that they got. The reaction from it. I see uh who's that right now? Chad saying, Broderick Jones hustling down the field every play. First series of the game where Najee had it muddled up in the middle, and you see Broderick, it was actually my wife that pointed that out, D.K. Who's like, 77 was pushing the pile. He forklifts his man and just churning his forklifts. feet. D.K., <laughs> Hands underneath into the breastplate of the dog on shoulder pad, he's just walking them down the field, DK. And I'm like, again, I'm okay with the youth is leading or setting a tone if it's a good one. And it seems to me that the young fellas got a good tone, when he's passing off to everybody else. I'll say this, and you let me know if I'm wrong. Since Roderick Jones
1: has entered
0: into that pl- into that lineup, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a little bit more edge, DK.
1: You know that would be impressive if you said it after the fact as you just did but it was more impressive when you said it beforehand yeah that, that the team the team needed more of that of that yeah that
0: oh, i see you john yes yeah.
1: i mean the the team need the team and the defensive line definitely needed that and for them to to go out there and to perform the way they have i tried I know, I know. You
0: st- I, I got to figure out what's going on with your computer. For the life of DK, you cannot type in
1: DAWG. It just correctly puts you in suburbia with dog. It, it, it's I'm just and, and I, I'm so, I'm so lame. I'm definitely not suburbia lame. <laughs> I got buildings here behind me. See the buildings?
0: That's very true. That's very true, DK. Uh, we have,
1: we have a situation I think where uh-huh. the offensive line really made the running game go. Yeah, And if this season turns out to be something, I think we can point back to that maybe even more than the firing of Matt Canada, as it is, as it is. Facts. I got to say this. When you throw the ball for 278 yards, when you throw four passes over 20 yards, (laughs) you – Complete passes to four different receivers. Uh, I'm sorry, four. Um, Yeah. Four different actual wide receivers or tight ends. Mm -hmm. You complete passes to all three tight ends. You complete pass to Jalen Warren. You've got eight different targets that Kenny hit. Okay. It's like I was saying earlier. Everybody got a piece. Yeah, they did. And then Najee goes out there. And Robert here says he made a statement yesterday. I would said this before. I thought he had to. You can't do something like what he did in Cleveland and then not back it up. Otherwise, you're just words. So Okay. Okay? He goes out there and he puts – it's so funny that it ends up being a 99-yard performance. He actually had 100 and then lost one on his last carry. I know. You don't see that too often. (sighs) Um, But he outperformed, as long as we're having this discussion and debate all the time, he outperformed Jalen Warren. He ran better. He ran harder. He ran more effectively. And Mike Tomlin made sure that all of us in that press conference room yesterday heard that.
0: So, and and I need to start writing down. The more you talk, the more ideas come to my mind on what I saw in the tapes. There's a lot here. There is a lot, DK. Because here's the thing, too. With Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner cohesively – calling the play together, I feel like. I think they understood what everybody needs. And here's something else that was said that blew my mind, too, in the broadcast. DK, and I know you know this, and we try to make sure we don't step across that line whenever we know certain team information. But they said this on the national broadcast. They said that, you know, this week, Coach Sullivan and Coach Faulkner, they got the entire offense together in a room together so that everybody knows what they're doing on each play. And I was just like, I'd heard this. When I was in Pittsburgh,
1: and we talked about this off-air, DK. No, you heard the, the reverse, but yeah, the, the, I you heard, heard the what reverse. Happened, what the case was before, that there wasn't any communication.
0: No communication. Guys would just go to separate parts of the building, and they'd have a game plan, and then from there, they'd <coughs> figure it out on game day. There wasn't a, hey, group, then break off, and everybody's on the same page, DK. And for them to say that in the national broadcast, that Coach Faulkner and Coach Sullivan – this week made it a point to have everybody in the room together to understand what everybody's job was, whether it be, Hey, this is how we're going to clean this up. Hey, this is what this play means to us. Hey, Najee, what do you like best? Hey Jalen, what do you like best? Like those are the conversations that have to be had when you communicate DK. I was told by guys, look, He goes into his room at Canada and he does his thing and everybody else gets information from there. That ain't how you operate. And the fact that they're able to say it on TV now lets you know that coach Faulkner and coach Sullivan didn't like that method of operating DK. Everybody got an understanding. That's what you need as an offense. And I'll say this again with a young quarterback, with a new old line and a young leader in Najee trying to figure this thing out. Yes. Allen Robinson's a vet. But he's new, D.K., the expectation. And, of course, I think some people are trying to, you know, sparse between who had the biggest role between Coach Falcon and Coach Sullivan. I'll tell you this, they look like they're on the same page.
1: Yeah, that's that's all that matters out of that. Thank you, man. Yeah, that that's all that matters here. Uh, before we go to break, Alex, Alexander has uh, a, a contribution and a really, really good question here. He says, Why is it too late to make big changes to the playbook in high school, we installed 20 plays week. Uh, I know the pros do way more. Why can't we have 200 new plays by week 17? Go ahead, Bone.
0: That's just not, it's not okay. That's called an overload of information. That's called not having any flow to your offense. That's called not having a real plan. How about reps? Yeah. You didn't even mention reps. I ain't even mentioned reps, DK. And, and Alex, you're 100% right to ask a question like that. But here's the thing, in order to add plays, you also have to have a base of what you're actually good at. And that's why I feel like this team is figuring out. I told you before, too, it seemed like to me, they they had more gap schemes for Najee. They had more, you know, C-gap to C-gap. For Jalen, Jalen has the ability to bounce it wide, and he did that with him more often. So when you look at what's the bread and butter, give me my bread and butter, Alex. And from there, it can grow legs. The tree grow branches after you establish what you do well. For this group, they're not in a spot to know what they're doing well. They're doing good things, but not to where you can say, that's a Pittsburgh play. Oh, watch him in this matchup. He does this. You grow a playbook, not necessarily reinvent one and throw out old plays, not at all. Well,
1: Richard points out here, he says, I like what, Coaches Faulkner and Sullivan did with what Matt Canada left behind in the playbook. Only they did it better. There were tinkerings. Okay. A, a lot of this offense, and I'm really surprised that more people aren't talking about this today. A lot of this offense was three tight end. Yeah. Okay. It was. And if you think about that, why would you have three tight end if you're trying to pass or whatever? Cause you want, you don't want Cincinnati to know what's coming. Right. They ran the same plays that were in the playbook, but they did it out of a formation for which they were never intended. Now that involves having one or two intelligent people adjusting (laughs) on your line. And whether that's, I don't know whether that was Connor Hayward or Darnell Washington doing it, but Hayward and Washington were out there a lot. They also had Hayward had a couple of catches. Darnell had a catch. I thought
0: he had two, if I'm not mistaken. He had,
1: he had one and then uh, first
0: down. Hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and they ended up with with twelve of them among the tight ends, a position wow. that, that Matt Canada completely ignored. They were forced to use his plays because, again, they don't want they don't want. This is why I brought up the reps with Moan. You don't want the athlete to lose the muscle memory of the play. Yeah. Am I right?
0: That's hundred percent correct. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. No, All right.
1: you're right. You don't want to be thinking about stuff in Thanksgiving week. No. Okay you you here to play, and you just want to go, all right, here I go. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they were able to do while at the same time making sure that the Bengals were off balance. It, I, I can't say enough for what they did. I don't know that they're going to pull it off forever, okay? <laughs> and I'm not making predictions here. And I understand it was 16 points or whatever. It was actually 23 if Mike Tomlin had challenged. Oh, my gosh. Maybe somebody will ask us about that when we come back for the only – segment that uh, that matters.
0: And and that's Hey Moan, okay? We'll be right back.
1: At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Had it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And this is the kind of stuff that people will be looking at now. They want to see, you know, Alex Flores comes in with a contribution and says, isn't Pistol Formation new? We've never done that. They have. Uh Everything that you saw, everything that you saw yesterday, with the exception of the twist of the three tight end formation was has been in play Uh, same thing goes with with the pony and pistol and whatever Uh, don't don't try to change the story here the story (laughs) is that they did this with an existing playbook as opposed to having eight nine months to put it together okay that is the story that's that's what's most important
0: and they have to do that too. Here's the difference, though. Um, you saw Coach Faulkner and you saw Coach Sullivan on the sideline. To me, uh, I feel like anytime you watch good offensive coordinators, here's the thing right here, DK, that kind of boils like their head is usually down and watching and planning the next succession of plays. If you look at Coach Faulkner and and, uh, Coach Sullivan, Coach Sullivan was sending in the plays, and they were working together, and it looked like Coach uh, Faulkner had a real good feel between Najee and Jalen and personnel going in. But you had Coach Sullivan with his head down intently looking at the play script on what he wanted to call next. It looked that way. Now, of course, ZK, I can think is that way and to be true because I don't think we had much flow and feel to the game with Matt Canada as the OC and that's this ain't a pile on Matt Canada thing it's just that
1: this oh offense yeah happened. it is I, yeah, yeah it is we're not here to be nice <laughs> hey it had flow
0: it, it was downstream
1: I'll tell you what else you know what else it was it was downfield I oh, got one for you there we go come on DK all right you're getting me going here CT says <laughs> Kenny's third down numbers were impressive no three and outs all game. And no, the three kneels don't count as a three and out because there was no out. Yeah. The game just ended. Okay. So don't count that as a three and out. Kenny start down numbers. I'm going to take you back to the second half. Okay. It's third and eight. Steelers are in their own territory. And I'm looking at their alignment and I'm looking at where George is. And I'm looking at George in a one-on-one. Yeah. And I go like this. My mouth just goes. Take a shot. Yeah. The other guy wouldn't have taken a shot if you'd had a, an elephant gun to his head. Okay? Kenny drops back, and I'm looking at George, and I'm going, oh, oh, you're doing this. You're him. doing this. It's him and Mike Hilton. Yeah. Who is too small for this matchup? Okay? He <laughs> and, and he puts it up. and it, it, As always with the George balls, you don't think he's got a chance at them. No, until it comes down and he's got it, and I go, now that that lifts your entire roster, that lifts your entire franchise. Okay, you took your one of your most dangerous weapons, and you said, "We're trusting you to get us this third and eight, but so much more. Yes. Take a shot. You spread so- everybody out
0: I for the rest it, of the game." Got- you did okay, and it puts you on notice, and not just for yes. this current week, but for weeks down the line. So you got Arizona,
1: right? It's all on film, man. All, all on the Steelers look. You have to prepare for a totally different set of Pittsburgh Steelers,
0: and and even the one where George fell on his, it looked like his ribs, and ended up having to come out of the game. To your point, it was there. The play was there to be made. I think George had a hiccup in his route running, D.K., but the way he stretched out for the ball, it was there. It was there, D.K. Josh Garner, let's go ahead and get to the only segment that matters, D.K. Josh starts us off well, man. Uh, hey, Mo, do you think this version of Najee will see for the rest of the season? Has Ooh. to but here's what you also saw and I was proud of the guys up front because that is a damn good defensive line that Cincinnati has okay they got home they got big run stoppers but they moved and controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part (laughs) if that group takes on that mindset of moving bodies and Najee can get to the line of scrimmage Josh yes that is the version you're gonna see even if it's only for two yards Najee needs a clear path to the line of scrimmage more often a matter of fact He just don't need his OL getting pushed in the backfield. Let's just start right there. So, yes, it's now December football, Josh. We said this about two weeks ago. All this love affair with what uh, Jalen got is beautiful. But when it comes down to November, December, January football, this is where Najee's got to be the best. And he did it. His vision, I thought, was a little bit better. He does seem to me, and I never play running back. All right, Najee, come on here and tell me you're wrong. But, when it comes down to him getting the ball quick and hitting the line of scrimmage, he does that well. When it comes to him actually having a lane, I don't worry about his running. He was first round for a reason, right? Let him do that thing that he
1: does. Well, like you mean carrying half of the Cincinnati franchise for twenty yards?
0: I'm on now, DK. Exactly, that's what he
1: did that thing right there. I mean, that's that was why Mike Tomlin got a little bit defensive. About him afterwards, saying, "I don't think people appreciate what we appreciate <coughs> about him." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been uh, interesting to watch his his maturity, his development uh, over the years. Here, uh, K. A. Samad here says, "I did notice at the beginning of the game they had Nodge and Warren in the backfield, and they put Warren in motion, which opened the middle, but I don't remember seeing that again. Now that was I, I know what you're talking about. That was the one that ended up being a, a fairly predictable." Yeah. Swing pass to Warren over to the right. I, yeah. I wasn't nuts about the play, but then the author of those plays is not around anymore. He's you know
0: in those situations, too. <laughs> I, I'd actually give uh his reputation mm-hmm. for Jalen Warren to me suggests that he's gonna beat most people one-on-one in those situations, DK. I ain't opposed to it, but it can't be your bread and butter, it can't be your clutch play to where this is what we're gonna look like as an offense. So Ka, I say to myself. <clears throat> All right, now you know situationally how to use that play, right, DK?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have here. A, why is Deontay still pouting? We're gonna, we're going to talk about Deontay. Let's do it. You ready, uh, or you want to <coughs> hold on? Yeah, why I, I you, it, I, you know, I had a talk with him yesterday after he was done with the big group interview session. That I did ask him in the group interview because that's the place for this sort of thing. Why he stopped on that fumble. And he gave this answer that I, I could tell wasn't going to satisfy anybody. Something to the effect of, I didn't see the ball. Uh, then I went around da, 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 and I was blocking, which makes no sense. Cause of course he didn't block. anything. he come off the line. Uh, And later after this was after again, after all this was done here, he kind of, he was sitting there by himself and he kind of went like this to me to come over his way. And he goes, he was like, because he didn't really know what I was asking. He really didn't know. No, no, because he didn't know how bad it looked. Oh, that's what I mean to say. Okay. Uh, He didn't know how really, really, really bad it looked. And there's a different angle and I'm not coming to his defense. I'm not his lawyer. Okay. You need (laughs) to, you need to, when you're on a football field, you just play football. Okay. Yeah. Uh, When he, when the camera pans back, you'll see that there are about four or five Steelers with that exact same body language. When that happens, okay, so there's a very real chance that he just saw his teammates standing completely upright, and he did the same thing. And again, the optics of this are are awful. Okay, yeah, and it and it can't happen. Okay? No, you, so you tell me, Moan. It, it can't how, how, happen. How does it How does it get dealt with?
0: It it was post that touchdown that should have been a touchdown that wasn't challenged for whether he was ticked off about that or not. You just can't have it. Every player is 100 percent. And that's just what it is. It was embarrassing. It It can make Deontay look like a bad teammate. But again, later in the game, his run blocking was phenomenal. I thought if you look at some of those runs, he doesn't have
1: effort issues.
0: It doesn't. So it looks bad. And the the question is asking, you know, also within this, um, why is Deontay pouting and, you know, the ball coming to him? Why receivers are weird. Nobody's making an excuse for what that play looked like. The results of it, the fumble also, um, it just was a bad look, Beyonce. It was one of those professional moments. You're going to want that one back because it's going to follow for a very long time. Anytime there is a sliver of question about your effort, it's going to go back to that play. Is he a bad teammate? No. He's not a bad teammate. I think the diva side of being a wide receiver in the NFL kind of hits him a little bit from time to time. But if you look at every freaking wide receiver.
1: That. Yes. Every once in a while, it, the bug bites him, though. <laughs>
0: does and so DK before we even go to the gifts Trevin had a great one that I saved too he goes hey Mo does Tomlin point his little laser point in front of everybody in the film room yeah Deontay I'm sure got blasted today I'm sure of that I'm sure he rewound it back called him out told him what the expectation is and how we can't afford that while at the same time going at Jalen Warren for fumbling the ball to begin with it was a bad teammate play it was, and it ain't even close. And Deontay, I can understand that. Heck, I was in a position, DK, AFC, champ, no, the game before the AFC Championship in 2010. Might have been 9, 10, playing against Baltimore. And I know that whistle-to-whistle conversation is huge. You remember this? There was a play where Baltimore had. We were on our tight red zone, if I'm not mistaken. Ball comes out, no whistle. Baltimore picks up the ball and runs it in, a D-line for a touchdown. You remember that? The game before the 2010 AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And I literally walked past the ball because there was no motion around me. It was like me and three other linemen walked right past a live ball. And Baltimore played to the whistle. I can see the play in my mind right now, DK. Oh, boy. You're, I don't know if you, it was that home. I
1: actually do. It you was remember that? Yeah,
0: I ain't excusing Deontay. But I have seen moments where people are walking on the field and you're like, all right, cool. Mine was right before the AFC Championship game. It wasn't just me. It was others also. Uh, I remember that play, DK, and never have that happen again. Look at James Lawson's like, I remember that moment. Yeah, I got dogs on social mm-hmm. media before we won the game and everything, man.
1: Yeah, that happened. So the next thing that we're getting at is the Mike Tomlin – uh, failure to challenge and you want to talk about another bad look yeah um, that's exactly what that was and I asked Tomlin after the game even though I knew the answer hmm. you know why he didn't challenge what I was surprised by was that he was as honest as he was because I I asked him those kinds of questions. And depending on his mood or how defiant he is or whatever, he's gonna he's gonna either try to dance around it. But he really blew this one. Okay, you can't you can't cost your team yeah. seven points as a head coach. You just can't do it. Okay, that was three In steps. Divisional. It was either three or two and a half or whatever it was. But all it needs to be is two. And his answer to me, if you guys haven't heard it, um, I think everyone's pretty much played it everywhere. But his answer to me was. Something along the lines of they didn't show it on the scoreboard. Or it. it's, you're on a road stadium, you're still doing stadium scoreboards in 2023. <clears throat> you know, other teams are hiring these specialists. He just doesn't trust people.
0: He, we don't he have a big staff. World small.
1: Yep. Oh, he wants his world small. He, you know, he said it wasn't on the stadium scoreboard. He didn't see it. He didn't have a good view of the play. And I'm thinking, why would that matter? I know. I know. And, and he, said, he said that the guys – he also said – I mean, he does listen to his coaches upstairs if they see something, and he said they didn't see it quickly enough. But then they're relying on stuff that they don't need to be relying on. There's all kinds of ways to do this. There's a
0: ton of ways,
1: whether that be somebody on social media seeing the replay, because
0: sometimes it comes through quicker that way. I'm going to be real yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. It does. People see stuff. Whether it's hiring more staff, which, of course, that's not how Pittsburgh rolled. Everybody, they don't have a 30 – plus staff when it comes
1: to that's what i'm saying
0: (laughs) so the bodies that see those types of things man it it is rough and it's inexcusable if for anything (laughs) just keep the running legacy going of like losing challenges if that's the case dk when it comes down to you getting seven points on the road that's a different conversation right there when you say man what's seven i mean seven versus three i mean other than somebody wearing 73 like myself i'm taking the seven points each and every time dk like That's one of those points. I saw somebody say, um, who is this one right here, DK? Cool raise. Hey, Moan, does Tomlin apologize? He'll own up to it. He does. It's been times I got to be better than that. We as a staff have to be better than that. He does own up to those things. You don't deal with pride when you're focusing on team wins or losing because that game was too close to comfort at the end because you know the lack of not getting those other four points to close it out. Like your team had to strain to win, yes cool raise. he owns up to stuff like that it's not just a dictatorship when it comes down to how that team operates
1: now i asked the i asked the question and i asked it for a reason to gain information for the content that i'm producing not because we go there to wag fingers by the way it's just not it's not the role i needed to find out what it was that he was thinking and why he didn't do it um but you know how social media is way to go dk it has some tough questions, it has nothing to do with anything okay <laughs> That was a proper uh, question to ask what well, that's all it was that's all it was you have to you have to find out information that's why we're there you know and you know miss Pittsburgh here says well why why uh, how come nobody said something upstairs to tell him well he said that they didn't see it in time you know they're watching those guys upstairs don't have special access to special video okay they're watching they have the same Monitors, which by the way, this also isn't known to everybody, but the press box monitors we don't have like actual TVs up there, we don't have no sound, they're silent monitors. They're showing the network feed, Mm -hmm. and they can, in some stadiums, show that network feed on a delay. Okay, it depends on the venue. Okay. Yep. At AccraSure Stadium, it's just a few seconds. At PPG Paints Arena for Penguins games, it's 28 seconds.
0: 28 seconds?
1: Yeah. Which is actually great for us because if we miss something on the ice, we never miss anything because we hear like a crowd will react to something and you go, oh, I've just missed it. We'll watch the replay. <laughs> like in live time, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're that far ahead.
0: Oh, man, DK. Man. I didn't realize it was that long. Um. Yeah. So Ray, Roy, Ray yeah. says,
1: "Why? Why doesn't the NFL automatically review all potential TDs? Uh, in this case, there was actually a technical reason for it, and it's because it was ruled an incomplete pass. Yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't ruled a touchdown?
0: Yeah. Um. And of <laughs> course, you're not. And. AFC North Ball, you're not going to get a replay live in the stadium? Absolutely not at all, especially when it's that close also. Oh, why would they do that? Especially I wouldn't if do they no. know Tomlin has that reputation. I'd never show anything. I think Heinz Field is almost too, DK, almost too good with the replays at time. We usually replay stuff often inside Acrisure Stadium, man. Some stadiums don't. Screw you. You missed it, so what? And I'm upstairs and I see the TVs that they have on the replay. You're right. It's slow. It's lagged. It's... Is not what you think it is, but it's inexcusable. If Deontay told you I caught it, you gotta kind of sort of believe Deontay and, and and really challenge that play.
1: Yeah. One one thing that you have to throw into this too, though, is that this was a really big divisional win for them. This was a really big bounce back for them as a franchise, getting rid of your offensive coordinator, not in midseason, but in midweek. Yeah. Or before a divisional between divisional road games, okay, getting rid of him and then having to move heaven and earth Monday and Tuesday just to put together an, a staff that can function <laughs> on Sunday, yeah. okay. You can say what you want, and heaven knows I have about how long it took Tomlin to make this move. Yep. You can say whatever you want about the uh, you know the replay thing, which everybody's all hung up on now. Because it's something negative about Tomlin, but the fact of the matter is, he had a big hand in winning this game. Yeah, he really time. did. And and but you're never going to hear that from anybody. You, well, you know why? Because it's, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, because it's <laughs> like politics. Everybody's taking a side, and that's it. End yeah. of discussion.
0: End of discussion, man. Um, it doesn't have to be about sides. No, it doesn't. I want to go here next because we've been offense heavy, man. Let's Alex brings us right back defensively we hadn't talked much about them dk mm-hmm. game wreckers other than that long run that joe mixon had late in the game uh great play yeah, by them
1: that was that was a catch and run joe didn't do anything the whole game Yeah, he
0: didn't solid
1: solid day for the guys
0: man keanu ben continues to show up yes the, the, oh my gosh the blitzing by nick hervick to be instinctively downhill didn't hit him in the head Brought him down safely and just closed uh, out quick. DK, go somebody
1: ahead. On, somebody on here earlier mentioned Herbig's close, and I said that they said that he closed like Troy. Uh, he did, but the word that you have to use there is close. It's not just about speed; it's not yeah. straightaway speed, because we also saw. Was it Chandon Sullivan got back there?
0: Yes, he did. Yeah,
1: and just whiffed by a hundred miles. Okay, yeah. so you can run fast to get back there. If you're not closing, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, Trent Thompson, I can say this, DeMond, is another one that we have to talk about. He's been yeah. a very pleasant surprise. Not to the head coach. The head coach has been trumpeting Trent Thompson for a while, and he got borderline emotional talking about Trent Thompson after the game when he said uh, that there are, there are opportunities that are presented to you in this game, yeah, and it's what you do with them that makes the difference. And every time we give him an opportunity, he does something with it. That sounds to me like when the head coach starts developing an affinity for a player, you know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. DK. Then they think they got some, here's his pathway to DK. And You let me know if I'm wrong. 2018, he's 27 years old. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh Cleveland Browns practice squad, Arizona hot shots, Washington Valor, Edmonton Eskimo, shout out to the Canadian League, Houston Rough next team nine, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Vegas Night Hawks, DK, Riders, two words
1: crazy. Wait, I gotta look it up. Crazy Which Rough Riders, because there was a Saskatchewan Rough Riders, one of them was two words. Okay, Saskatchewan Rough Riders is one word. One the word, Ottawa right. Rough Riders was two words. You'll never remember this. It's just it's, it's it's important one information.
0: Word. Yeah.
1: Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the one that's left is one word. Oh, man, I had to clear my <laughs> conscience out of that here. Look at Ray coming in like, man, it's Ottawa head too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, but huge and, and, for and here, him.
1: Yeah, it, they had – this was a total team effort. Everyone could walk out of that building and board those buses – feeling very, very good about themselves. Uh, There's no question about that. I got a
0: question for you, though, on loading the buses, DK. Okay. How? Okay, how? And it's confusing to me, and I hope I stay confused for the rest of the season and his career. Why and how do they think a a tight end or a young tackle can block T.J. Watt?
1: You know, Cincinnati did some curious things in this game. Okay, and Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor, in his press conference, was asked some questions by Cincinnati reporters that he just didn't have answers to. Uh, Notably, it wasn't just about covering uh, Pat Fryermuth; it was about it it was the open field, and the Bengals just won't apologize for it. They have a certain way that they set up their safeties, and that's one of the things, Moan. You know, and you're going to have people saying, "Why are you guys glowing about this? Why are you guys getting super excited about this? It's a lousy opponent and whatever else here." Okay, and and I get that. You know, if you want, if you want to take that approach, this this team's been very inconsistent. Okay, and 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 you're you're very much entitled to that view. I see, I see a scenario in which the Steelers saw what they needed to do. They went in there and they did it, but they did it methodically and mercilessly there was no you know they didn't let the Bengals hang around as much as they just weren't getting the results once they got inside the 20 because the Cincinnati pass rush was effective they would blitz the heck out of Kenny and Kenny would still show some of those happy feet that was it
0: Yep, and you know what? Truth be told, I think there's they're zero. No, I know they're zero blitzing on them, too. Like, they're sending a lot at Kenny, and that was one thing I did leave uh, the really game. Did. I was like, Coach Pat Meyer, you got to find a way to clean up responsibilities of guys and the protections, whether that be Kenny finding his hot and being correct on that hot, too, DK, but he can't be turning his back and throwing the ball to throw it away every single time. Like, at some point in time, you got to, yes, James Law. Can he stop spinning? Yes. Yes, man. Whether that's spinning to the left or spinning to the right or whatever the case may be, they got to get to a point up front to where those blitzes just has one guy loose. Like you look back at that game, it's like two and three guys loose. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's, I know they're blitzing you like crazy. But you got to find a way to say, this is what we know they do against this protection. Let's be solid in that because he's got less than a second to get rid of the ball or take a bad sack, DK.
1: Monongahela Mike, who, who always comes in with a good observation for us, says that the running backs were terrible in pass protection. That's the kind of stuff that only a real football fan would notice. <laughs> but also, a real 11-year NFL offensive lineman would notice. I I... I've been meaning the entire episode to ask you what you thought of Dan Moore's performance. Uh, I didn't like it from the press box. I've yet yeah. to watch the game on video a second time to affirm that I didn't like it from the press box. Uh, I thought there were too many just short edges. Just yeah, where yeah. it was just it, it was just a little too easy. And again, giving full credit here to the Cincinnati defensive front, they have some. Players I got some on that side of the ball. Okay? They do. People used to recognize that when Joe Burrow was, was in there. Okay. Yeah. But these guys can play. And they got in, and they just got in on that side too easily for my taste.
0: They did. Uh, I, I saw that if he was either trailing the guy more times than not, or giving up a real strong pressure man, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love it at all. Did not DK. I see some good that comes out of Dan more, but there are times where it's just like, dude, you're very athletic, and if you can only play left, then we need to find somebody else that's going to do it better or challenge you a little bit more. When it comes down to him actually executing his play, D.K., I see you, Nick. Time for Troops to come back in. If that's the case, make him duel it out, but also make him earn it. Like, this sack that he gave up, he got beat, and this wasn't even a speed guy, if I'm not mistaken, from Cincinnati. Let me look up his name real quick, D.K., as as it pertains to the sack that he gave up. I think he had two on the day. Uh, Goodness gracious. It wasn't Topu. What, Trey? Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy got in there. He's not a blazer off the edge. I know he's very athletic, but he's not a blazer off the edge, man. If he doesn't step up, he's gonna get kicked out. Again, you got potentially three starting tackles on your team with Chooks on the sideline. If Chooks ain't adamantly DK working his left tackle stance, some drone. There's an yeah, opportunity I, for I just, him there.
1: I, I have to. I have to be mindful of the fact that, again, Cincinnati's defensive front is no joke. Sometimes we see a team's record or their performance yeah. on one side of the ball, and we label the whole team for that. Uh, they have real live players over there, and they, they came hungry, and they were being sent. They were really being sent because it was the one thing that worked for them defensively was when they would. And By the way, I, I kind of reached the point in the second half where I'm like, why are the Bengals not just blitzing every thing? down what are they doing here do it until you can stop you know until you can stop it yeah no and and also demond your point
0: is correct uh broderick didn't have a great day either he had a holding. He had a couple of penalties uh you know just spots that were rookie i mm-hmm. will contribute it to rookie or just him just being bad i thought he had a tendency dk and maybe because he's only played left tackle for the most part that um he, he dropped his gates open. His right leg went back quick, I mm-hmm. thought, this past week. And I think that's what Trey Henderson ended up getting him, or he ended up getting a and call on it, too. I wasn't, DK. It wasn't his best game. And everybody's due one. And you know what we will say going into that room, DK? We got a dub. That's what we will say.
1: Blake, I think, is just going for the uh, for the cheap applause here with 73. hasn't lived up to his number. I thought Isaac Salmala was terrific yesterday. He had a good I game. He's, I think he's been that for a while now. If you look at where most of Najee's runs, by that, I'm talking about the five, six-yarders, the ones that you can build your offense on. They ran right behind him. Yeah. yeah, They, they weren't messing around there. They got it done through the middle there. Yeah. Uh, that was impressive. Nick wants to know what's the latest on, on Minka – and Montrevious Adams uh, we don't know until they either do or don't get out for practice and I'm tired of kind of predicting it and saying <laughs> oh you know yeah he's talking because you, you know Minka wants to be out there Okay, I mean, Minka's going nuts in case anybody hasn't noticed oh
0: speaking of Minka too we meant to, go we ahead you put, up. It up. Yeah, you put I did. it up on
1: Twitter and I I'm glad you earlier. did go ahead
0: gosh uh so players fight often right DK bicker Uh, It gets spicy. You're in there. You tell us. It does get spicy. You've seen us, and we've had conversations about this type of stuff, too. It gets spicy with players, especially when you lose, and you know you're supposed to win in those types of games. That Browns game was frustrating for a lot of people. The exact same way us losing to Oakland Raiders at the time was bad for us when we were clearly the best team. Players argue often. That doesn't mean it's bad blood. It just means you're frustrated, I'm frustrated. Maybe you're the problem, maybe I am. And it's best that we get this out. Immediately after Deontay caught that pass down the sideline, after he had that bad showing of his suit, immediately Minka's running up to him with a big boy flex celebrating his teammate. This stuff happens. It does. And I hate that we make a big fuss out of it because for all of us, it is entertainment. It is. We know a lot of these things. DK, how many times before social media did you know teammates' fought, fist fights, got into bad arguments, and it never got out like that? It's speculation. No. Often they,
1: they were all angels. Yeah. Everybody oh. was angels before <laughs> social media. Minka's passionate. Minka's also
0: not playing. He sees stuff on that field that he probably wish he can control and help effect the outcome of games and if you saw somebody slacking whether that be deontay whether that be the offense hey get y'all bleeping crap together what if it was that and deontay took up for the offense like we don't know what it was but the fact that i got an offensive guy and a defensive guy going at each other i like it that means you're not settling dk no fight they dapped it up i'm sure and again it's this so you can go right back to ron smith okay dk Minka's just simply a dog. Don't you want to win? Like, if we didn't have that, then I'd really question what the hell is going on inside of that building.
1: You know the only thing I don't like about Minka's whole career? What's that? I hate that he spent even a handful of games in Miami. They get up, yeah. That's just so wrong. He's such a stealer. You know? And he, yes. and when it comes to AFC North ball, he's at some other superhuman level. He totally gets it. You know, he he's found names over there that he can go after. He he that he legitimately doesn't like these teams. He doesn't. And you know? I, But I'm yeah. gonna throw this at you too oh, yeah. before before we end today because Chad's bringing up here, Deontay Johnson, Steelers third highest paid player behind TJ and cam. Does Mike T let this slide? Now I want to throw that into the Chooks context because Chooks has been banished to not just Siberia, but like to the (laughs) outer reaches of Siberia where even the polar bears won't go. Okay. Uh, You know, Chooks doesn't even get a snap anymore. Yeah. He's standing on the sideline, holding his helmet. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, I got to tell you, when I'm comparing transgressions, Jukes verbalizing something and Deontay doing whatever it was that he did out there, they don't strike me as being, you know, at the same level.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, And does Mike T let it slide? No, here's the thing, too. Players kind of control that, and you know when somebody's effing up. Like, you know that, and they know that, too. Also, Deontay is still a cheap wide receiver when it comes down to what the market suggests y'all got to realize there's some wide receivers in this league that's getting 25 plus million dollars the league has changed because amazon paid 100 million dollars to to play a black friday game the dollars have changed when we're talking about what guys are getting paid now too and it's what the market suggested too. also alex we saw your second super dk is definitely going to get to that one too uh when it comes down to it i've seen it like two three times dk I mean to pull that one. What
1: up. what is that?
0: Uh right here from Alex right here. He wanted to know oh, what was going okay. on. Okay. Do you have yeah. any
1: insight on Kenny Pickett's ribs? He threw the ball much better this week. Are they finally healing or is he getting the dreaded rib shot? I don't know this information. Yeah. I do know that when I see Kenny, including in the locker room, I'm not seeing the bandaging and so forth. But Moan, um you know ribs don't heal very quickly they in don't. general. No. So what whether or not he I don't see needs a painkiller has less to do with it more than whether he'd want it, whether there'd just be a tolerance level. Yeah. You know, Uh, you don't want to do that all the time. No,
0: And it never really leaves. (laughs) I will say this. I'm glad Pat was out. What was he at? Three, four weeks. Yeah. I think we saw the residual of that.
1: Well, Um, not because of the rib. He kept playing. Pat was out because of the hamstring. He kept playing through the rib.
0: I'm, I'm glad Pat had a chance to heal up, though. That's Either way.
1: That's the thing. And, and so that's, that's what, why he looked like he did yesterday.
0: And I'm also hoping, too, as far as Minka's concerned, and it's going to suck for the opposing teams, though. Uh, but hopefully Minka gets that feel, too. Because some of the shots that Pat Frymouth took, um, I was glad that he had time to heal up, considering the rib situation, man. He was a man on fire this week. And my son is still ticked off. He didn't start him in his fantasy this week, D.K.,
1: Oh yeah! I mean that, that's that a crazy day. See, my brother Cosmo comes in to my defense. Watch this. What's that? Co- co- see, that's oh, that's oh, also look. why your
0: your cousin Cosmo is at the uncle's table too. He oh, can't. From... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, DK D A W G doll. Oh no!
1: Uh, <laughs> if only I were cooler.
0: You you know what else uh that came up to Joey Porter Jr. Yeah if, if it feels good having a guy that can play that side of the field. With that being said, early, I know Jamar Chase had to been chirping to the referees. And why, you know DK?
1: Because of the the handsiness and everything he else. The and then handsiness. he got and he got the flag almost right off the bat. He but, did. But you know what? Jamar made his Jamar made his impact. Jamar wasn't a slouch out there.
0: No, Uh, this this
1: wasn't some kind of runaway victory for JPJ. it was a heck of a challenge for him and one that he'll, he'll learn. He'll learn from, you know, his head
0: was right there on the one he called on him. That, that to me is an experience. That is a technical thing where he caught the pass over the top of his head. DK, Mm -hmm. you're there, Joey Porter Jr. Like he's step for step with Jamar chase. It's just Jamar was savvy, got his hands up late and caught the ball over Joey Porter Jr. Man. I'm excited for what he can turn into DK. And again, the reputation of him being handsy, even the, the, the analysts on TV mentioned it.
1: It'll precede him into every stadium, into every setting. That's just how that's going to go for his career. But if he handles it, yeah, the way he did in this game with a big, big challenge like that. Hey, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was nothing to him.
1: <laughs> Cat Manita has, uh, the Steelers going to the Super Bowl. They actually can't go to the Super Bowl because I'll be in Winnipeg that weekend covering the Penguins. And yes, I booked the flight. I I have zero faith.
0: We're good. We're just not there yet. Right, DK? <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. Super Bowl is a big leap for this team.
0: If Cat Manor said it, I'm riding with him. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Rochelle has dropped another 50 gifts. Uh, Remember guys uh, that in addition to Rochelle being completely awesome and love her, that the way to make those counts is to accept the gift membership, go within the live chat and select allow gifts and then, you know, give Rochelle a little bit of a shout. Yeah, give Rochelle a shout-out,
0: man. That's big time right there, DK.
1: Steel Blitz says, does Tay want to be a Steelers wide receiver? Guys, don't try to turn this into a, an Antonio Brown thing. He's not that guy, okay? No. He loses, he'll lose his brain once in a while, but his head is very much screwed on the right way, okay? That play was really unusual. Again, I'm not rushing to his defense here either. You need to keep your feet moving. But there were four or five Steelers, if you see the wide-angle shot, all of whom just stood upright and stopped. Uh, So if we want to make them all guilty or feeding off each other or reading each other's reactions and saying, what, play over? Play over? Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I've been there, too. I I explained it earlier. Yeah, I've been there Mm -hmm. also. Um defensively right, solid day DK, uh offensively good too man. 400 yards man. I saw somebody say that earlier. The points will come.
1: Definitely. I mean there were technically there were 23 in this one. You know, for them 10. that's an explosion. All right guys. <laughs> All right guys, uh when we uh when we come back in like uh 10 seconds or so. 10
0: seconds. See you in about
1: It's um, it th- these post game shows and it's funny, moan. They're 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 frustrating because you yeah. have yeah, so many things you want to talk about. It's like, it oh, is. I mean, we barely scratched on the surface of you know Deontay this or Minka that or whatever, and it never feels like anywhere near enough time. Like did we do right by Trent Thompson. That's why we got the whole rest of the week. Well,
0: we got the rest of the week, but and I'm gonna hand out an early week uh, crown. I grabbed it. All right, gotta give it. Uh, pretty solid, and they almost called a great block back. Darnell Washington. Oh, yeah? He gets the crown. All right. Subtle. Football came his way, he called it. Dragged people for a first down to start the game off. I thought that was huge for him. Uh, Another thing, his blocking on the edge, they almost tried to call it back, but he was smart, threw his hands out, let the linebacker release right there. And I'm thinking to myself, Smart. Again, I've said that about this class so far from what they've exhibited, DK. Smart. They know when and where to stop. Even George has the tendencies to get hot sometimes, Pickens, and he knows Mm -hmm. where to stop. For for Darnell Washington, the effectiveness that he had on the line of scrimmage, Woods 23-23, you are 100% correct. He was tossing people on the sideline, man. He was. Sam Hubbard got that work. Their starting linebackers got that work. Little DBs, he is a force to be reckoned with. The end of the line of scrimmage moves when Darnell locks on, man. I don't know if there's many people that don't include a second, All I mean like a sixth offensive line lineman
1: have that type of weapon. No, he's something. He's something. I'm going to very parenthetically throw in my own little uh, tip of the cap to George Pickens, he went down on a play, on a deep pl- pass where he gave everything he had, diving forward, put his body at risk. He came down hard. Uh, a combination of his shoulder, although he told me his shoulder's fine, he, he got either he got the wind knocked out of him, which yeah. the coach said, or he got knocked out, which is what he said to me. So I, I kind of went with the coaches, okay, because I figured the coach would probably have a better grasp of that. Yeah. But he just said it. He just went, he looked at me and like, he just went knocked out. And so maybe he meant he got the wind knocked out. I don't know. One way or another, he came back and made that 43-yard catch. He did close okay. it. Okay. Um, that is D A D. I can't even spell it out loud. He's a D O G Moan. He really is. <laughs>
0: D A W G D K right dog okay. Um, uh,
1: that was Amen. impressive to me. You want to talk about someone who's behaving like a stealer? That was George Pickens behaving like a stealer. I I, I really admired that. Yeah, uh, and again, I haven't heard many people mention it today in any capacity. So. All right, everybody. And one We're... more. Oh, yeah, AJ, ahead,
0: Kenna, I see you. You're, you're right. Hey, Mom, statistically, the offense dominates. Time possession, yards, first down, 16 points. I just said it earlier. I'm not sure if you just The points will come in this. If you can move up and down the field the way they did, I'll take that. Oh. Um, again, we we move the goalposts so much as fans. It's, okay, fire Canada, then we fire them, then we figure out something else we don't like. Then it's, hey, can we get over 400 yards of offense? Then we do that, then it's something else we don't like. Like, we've had more points, whether well, it be defensive scores, we've had more points and way less yards, right? And and then there's, well, now we get yards, but not the points. Like, we got a dub against the AFC North team. I'm not dogging what you're saying. You're right. I'd much rather have 28 points. 23 to be exact cuz Yontes could have been one DK. Um but I, I don't want to move the goalpost too much. We're over 400 yards.
1: Appreciate everybody who is with us today, all the likes, the follows, the subscribes, the everything that that uh, YouTube allows everybody to, to do on this platform. Uh we're grateful for all of it. So let's do it again tomorrow, Mo. No doubt about it. Good people, tomorrow we ride. Let's go.
0: I sound like Russell Wilson right there. I don't need to sound. Yeah, like what that. was that? What